Hey guys, your boy Eli from the Geeks Interiors back for episode 8 of the Watchmen HBO TV series. This episode's called A God Walks Into A Bar. A Bar. Like, we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, I think we did this joke last week. Okay, just. Or last yeah. time, yeah. Okay. So, um, for those of you who don't know how this works, um, usually we kind of bounce around the way or however we do it, but you know, now I'm just feel like it's better if we just start off with our thoughts on the episode. As we go slowly break down what happens in the sh- in the episode, and well, Joe, how about you start us off? Um, I think this was a solid episode. Uh, a lot of it is sort of like a flashback episode, essentially. Yeah, from the perspective of Doctor Manhattan, because it, as we know, he is Cal. Ha- yeah, Cal. Yeah, he's Cal. I wanted to call him Hal for some reason, and. Yeah, so we so we saw that, and now we're we're seeing from his lens that you know as you go as you say. Yeah, yeah. So I think it it all works pretty well. Um, like it pretty much just like this whole episode is just like a huge like, oh, so Doctor Manhattan was essentially behind everything, kind of thing. Kind of. Yeah, like it, it sort of just explains what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh why and like sort of just like explains sort of like the back uh the backstory between uh, his relationship with angela mm-hmm. and uh yeah that's most of the episode really it's sort of just like it's sort of, yeah it's sort of framed as sort of like him explaining stuff to uh to angela so it's all kind of a i don't know it's a solid episode yeah i was gonna say for me this is like um this huge conversation about you know why these two are together why are they in basically in love i would say and it does it in a very interesting way to show like the progression of this romance i guess like i can like there there's chemistry between the character between the actors yeah because like let's face it like earlier in the episodes there weren't really that much of chemistry but this kind of like explores it more, and you can see why they're together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this episode definitely like essentially serves to like be sort of like a explanation as to why Doctor Manhattan mm-hmm. would choose to fall in love with Angela, and like you know do all this stuff for her. Mm-hmm. So you want to start it off, or do you want me to start off with the breakdown? Um, why well, did you like give your thoughts on the episode? Yeah, oh, I did. I said it was, a, it was, I think it was a, well, I think it, well, I said, like I said earlier, it was, um, it's very much, it tells you the story of how these two got together. I really like that. Um, it's, there's a lot of reveals that happen throughout this episode and it all kind of makes sense while also, um, planting more seeds for, for next week's episode, which is the last episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I guess we can just start off as, like, how this episode starts. So, yeah, this episode starts ten years before the actual events of of this series. It's it's Angela, she's in Vietnam, she's a cop, she's at a bar. It's during that festival of, like, hey, we, Vietnam is part of the, the U.S., D- hooray, Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan comes, basically comes into the bar as himself, whereas, like, a... Ironically, wears a mask down her hand to hide his face, and is a little more um, 
you know, well put together, I guess. Yeah, he's wearing a suit. Yeah, yeah, uh, he has a tie and everything, and it, you know, he yeah. looks pretty dapper. Quite dapper, even though we never see his face. Yeah, which is sort of like the recurring like way of showing Doctor Manhattan in this episode up until like the end. Yeah, and the thing that I really liked about this was that <laughs> you you kind of have your own image of Doctor Manhattan, and later on, like I'll get to that, and you know, later on something happens, and I'll get to that later. But essentially, um, you know, he's trying to um, get her attention. I wouldn't say catcalling, but you know, like, hey girl, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, well, not like not like that. Yeah, it's more like just very subtle. Yeah, and sort of like he's just essentially because like he just sort of just starts explaining that he knows everything about her and like wants to take her out to dinner mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's sort of like just, that's how, like, like, I guess because, like, this this episode is also just kind of, like, Dr. Manhattan sort of explaining, like, how he works. Yeah. That he's, like, can experience everything at any moment. Mm-hmm. Like, for him, time isn't, like, like, he doesn't experience time, like... No, in, like, in the, in the books, um, it's always explained that he does not seem time linear. He sees it all at once. Yeah. He sees the past, the present, and the future all at once. It's like, it's like having three TVs showing three different shows, and you're seeing it all at the same time. Or like one episode of this, like episode one of something, episode five of something, episode one hundred and fifty-five, whatever, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a simple way of explaining it, but um, it's definitely sort of a. That's kind of just how it works, really. You know, and that's sort of like what he's. Like, that's kind of, like, essentially the conversation he has with Angela. Just like yeah. trying to explain that to her. Mm-hmm. And that he already knows where, like, all this is kind of going to go. Because he's already yeah. because he's experiencing it right now. Yeah, and so. Angela is basically like, I don't believe you. You're just some drunk guy who's celebrating this day dressed up as Dr. Manhattan. Because everyone dresses up as Dr. Manhattan this day. But, no, he proves it to her by answering, like, this is what I've been up to in the past. 30 um, years since, like, I disappeared. And basically confirming what we thought about the Mars thing, that that's pretty much not, that's not true. Yeah, like, the Mars, is all, that's all just, like, a pre-recorded footage of him doing random stuff on Mars. Yeah. It, well, no one said pre-recorded, but, like, well, yeah, it's, like, acted out, I guess. Yeah. So, essentially, he goes into, like, what he's been doing in Europa, and we were right. He did create that, um, little pocket earth or whatever yeah like he went to europa specifically to like start life on europa and you know creates the two like little servants that adrian Veidt has as yeah. we've seen throughout the you know and we get a confirmation of what they were based off and this, again this is where um dr Mahan talks about time and him and for him he sees it all he while he's all while he's like looking into like how he created you know the his um his little garden of eden i would say I mean, yeah, they kind of, like, just call it that. Yeah. Well, they don't literally call it, but just... They, it's, they compare it to it they, a lot. It's, yeah, it's easily comparable. And when we get to that, and we find out, we see um, a young John as a kid. You know, his family, is him and his dad are escaping the Nazis. And they stay at this little home in England before they head to America. And, you know, he's just walking around, you know, look, checking the place out, checking out the big manor. Because it turns out that house that we see in 
little they little Adrian Vibe stories are actually belong to this couple who he met earlier and they are the basis for um Mr. Phillips and whatever her Crenshaw, right? Yeah, Miss Crenshaw, I yeah, believe is her name. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, he sees them basically banging. Well, yeah, he catches them in the act because uh, he's just exploring, and then like he know he hears somebody coming into the room, and then like he hides in like the mm-hmm. closet, and, they, and they, they they find him in there. And I'm surprised they didn't they don't scold him like most people would do, like hey, you shouldn't be here. Uh, don't ever talk about what you found. But I guess like for them, it's it's something natural. Well, I mean, yeah. Which makes sense for, like, Dr. Manhattan when it comes to, like, that kind of stuff. He's just like, I'd rather be all natural, man. Well, yeah, I guess, it, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's... Yeah, that's one way of seeing it. Yeah, that's the one way of seeing it. Um, but, yeah, that's sort of, like, how, how that happens. And they, uh, they sort of, like, they, I mean, they have kind of, like, a talk with him mm-hmm. afterwards. to sort of explain that, uh, that, you know, they want another, they want a child because they, they, uh, they had a, they had a child, but he died of, like, an illness when he was young. And they're, you know, trying to make a new child. Yeah. And, like, they give John a Bible. Mm-hmm. And essentially sort of, like, ask him to promise them that he'll, like, one day create something beautiful. To which he creates life. The most beautiful thing that people could agree on is life. And he bases off, like I said, he bases off his Adam and Eve on these two who essentially show them the beauty of life. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's sort of like his way of, like, yep. I guess paying back to them. Which, I don't know, I find that slightly interesting. And, uh, yeah. Um, so, the ne- next thing that happens... Was, um, Angela doesn't believe shit. Yeah, like, he constantly cuts back to their conversation in the bar. And Angela's sort of always questioning, sort of like, like um, well, that's just simply not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't believe you for a second. Oh, yeah. Like sure, Europa, in on the on the the moon of Jupiter, as they you know science nerd, that um, essentially Angela's like, well, if you're doing all that, why are you interested in me? He's like, he's in love with her, and he doesn't get it. And from there, Doctor Manhattan explains, essentially their future together, and how it only takes about like six months for them. To do this, I know together for a certain number of years, and there's some things that he can't even see. We don't know that yet, and it's all gonna be really revealed later on, which will which we have to address. I wanted to put it on a spoiler, but you know we gotta address that one. But you know it starts off with uh, him look telling Angela the future, uh, what's gonna happen in the first two weeks, where Angela helps him find a body, and that body being cows. Yeah. And this is where, for Angela, she just wants him to hurry up and choose a body. But this is one of the things I've always liked about Dr. Manhattan. He's so, I wouldn't say he's so above it, but he just has this different perception of like, of, of, of the world where for him, all, it all, it's all the same to him. It doesn't really, he doesn't see, I would say, um, the imperfections of whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he's sort of, like, uh... He doesn't really, like, see, like, what's the big deal about certain things. Mm-hmm. For him, it's all just, like... Like... Inconveniences, mm-hmm. I guess. 
You would say, I guess that's how you say that. And so he just sort of like, uh, I mean, you can pick it. I mean, it doesn't matter to me, like, what you, like, it doesn't matter to me how I look. I want you to, like, pick a form, like, pick something that looks good to you or something. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Because I, and so she ends up choosing the one guy she's attracted to. Funny enough, it's a dead body, so. I mean, yeah, uh, by the way, like, she uh, specifically has him, um, Pick out dead bodies from a morgue that are gonna get cremated because they have no next of kin. Yeah, they have no next of kin, so it's easy for them to like, you know, hide them out and all that good stuff. Yeah, and essentially, what happens next is that Doctor Mahan goes into that their relationship will have its first problems within the first six months, and that is what we get because. Essentially, Dr. Manhattan tells her that, hey, tells her that I know why you don't want to do any of this. And it's because you fear you have, I wouldn't say commitment issues, but like stuff involving your family. That's your big iffy thing. Yeah. And that upsets her. And then, of course, we have to do. They have to go into this fight, and this is this is kind of thing you gotta you have to expect from when it comes to Dr. Manhattan. He likes to tell stuff out of order because that's how he sees the world. Well, it has how he sees time. It's all out of order for him, and he just sees it as it comes to him. The only time he doesn't see it where it involves some kind of, some this sort of particle thing that called tachyons that prevent him from seeing the future or whatever. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, I think you explained it uh, last week that, you know, tachyons are sort of like his kryptonite. Yeah. And sort of, you know, yeah. But it, yeah, that's sort of like how it goes. Um, I think, uh, I think what happens next, right, is, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what happens next, but I think it's, uh, he, he, he like, Dr. Han essentially explains that, uh, That he, uh, he's gonna, like... No, actually, no, that's that's different. No, what he, what he does next is he goes to Adrian Veidt, right? Yeah, he goes to Adrian... I was like, I was waiting for you to say that. Like, he goes to meet Adrian Veidt, um, and it, uh, as Cal, in Cal's body, full nakedness, just as Dr. Manhattan would, and that's how, um, Adrian Veidt figures it out that, hey, yeah, you're, you're Dr. Man... Yeah, I know you're Dr. Manhattan, because you, you're the only one who would do something like this. Kind of a poking joke at the fact that he always walks around naked. Yeah. And so they have a conversation about a lot of stuff. And this is where we find out this is where Adrian is essentially the reason why there's a lot of squid rainfall. Yeah, he specifically uh, just triggers random squids to fall out of the sky, mm-hmm. which is his way of like continuing like the, the fear. The fear. Of another squid attack. Yeah. And essentially, this kind of goes back to the whole, you know, Wade thing. Where, like, once he, when, like, this is, the, he, like, you know it works to a huge extent because people like Wade, Looking Glass. Yeah. Because they, it, it they continually incite this fear of the squid. We know that Wade was the guy who was always, like, dissecting the squids or whatever. And it, you know it works because you see how the world has reacted to it. At the same time, they're still waiting to, like, fight it, I guess. Because they're still working on, like, basically atom bombs. 
Yeah, because uh, like I think in that scene as well, like bef- like before Ma- Dark Man like talks to him, like Adrian Veidt is just like watching like world news and like and, and sort of like questions why uh the human race still need like why people still are making like nuclear weapons and this is the only for them to feel safe yeah which is like what dr Manhattan said like for them that's like how they make themselves feel safe yeah and later on john asked him about no not john Adrian by asking him, why is he taking this form? What is the big deal? And of course, Adrian was able to narrow it down that it is because he is in love. Yeah. Sort of, it's always been sort of, and it's funny because that's always been kind of the weakness of Dr. Manhattan is the ladies, I guess I would say. You know, it was always, um, I think her name was Jenny Slater or Jenny, whatever. Her name, first name was Jenny. Then it was Silk Spectre 2, Lori, and now it's Angela. Yeah. So it's 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 he's clearly has a thing for the he's it's clearly his weakness. And now <clears throat> what essentially later happens is that is that you know they go over a lot of stuff and we find out that Adrian Vine had more than one plan. By the way, at the same time he's talking to I guess earlier, at the same time he's talking to all these people, he's still, he's also still talking to Angela in the past in the 10 years. Yeah. And Adrian talks about his plan, his all these all these like basically the two plans he had for Doctor Manhattan. Should they ever like go up against each other? The first one is obviously the little particle, whatever that tore him apart in at the end of the the book, towards the end of the book, that didn't really work because he just like brought himself back together. And we find out that was actually Plan B. Yeah. And now we know plan A, which is the little metal thing that we saw at the end of last week's episode. Yeah, which is specific, you know, which is specifically made out of like irradiated with tachyons. Exactly. And that's how he wasn't able to notice it, and that's how he wasn't able to like that's why he forgot about a lot of that stuff that would eventually happen to him. Yeah, because essentially uh what uh Adrian like it basically gives Doctor Manhattan amnesia. Like it makes him forget who he is. Mm-hmm. If so, if because it's going to be inserted into his head now. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's the the essentially there's this whole Adrian's plan, and we find out that oh we also forgot to mention that Adrian knew he was around because he wasn't in Mars. He was in Europa because of a certain little elephant. That I'm guessing that elephant was true, because there's a lot of elephant motif around her. Um, that's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's definitely possible. Like, because I think we, because there was a satellite near Europa mm-hmm. when Adrian Vite was trying to get help, but he so. timed it. So, I think that satellite was from uh, Lady True. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, that's entirely possible that she was, like, probably the only person... She shared, she shared that information to Adrian Veidt. So that, hey, Dr. Manhattan's on Europa. He's doing something. I don't know what, though. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we say, we find out that Adrian's kind of upset. He's upset that he's not getting recognition for the world peace. But, of course, he's going to keep that a secret. Because, you know, he doesn't want people to know that it was all made up. 
Yeah, which is sort of like the uh, kind of funny paradox of uh, wanting to save the world, but like... Um, <laughs> Not having the recognition. Yeah, which I... I yeah, it kind of makes sense for his character because he wanted to be recognized for all the good, for all the the things he's done. Mm-hmm. But having the biggest thing that he have for him having the biggest thing he's done for the the earth be kept in secret, I guess sort of like uh, makes him very uh, angry. I wouldn't say angry, more like uh, depressed. Yeah, yeah, I guess depressed. he looks like a broken man. Yeah, he certainly does. Good lord, man! I'm one. I've been wondering because I'm guessing he's been staying there. Does he? Does he at least eat? Does he shower? I don't know. I mean, listen, he can make like little squids in his little base, so I assume like he can do like he can probably mm-hmm. make food for himself. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, and he tells him that when this happens, you are most likely going no longer be used to your powers so you better you know use up whatever moment you have left and dr manhattan decides to go visit a certain someone who we'll talk about quickly in the spoiler portion and afterwards he takes it to angela the little the little ring and basically kind of like a wedding ring kind of thing where um he's giving to her as a sign of him taking a risk because that was always Angela's issue with the two. He never really took a... It was never really a risk. Yeah, because she was essentially putting it all on the line to be with him. But uh, for Dr. Manhattan and his perception of how, how time works, he's never really... Like, he doesn't seem like he takes risks because he, he, he knows what's going to happen because he's experiencing what's happening, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah... So, then we instantly cut to Angela taking it off. And immediately, you know, he starts... It's basically where we left off in last week's episode. Yeah. And we see, you know... um, You know, John levitating and him noticing his areas. Oh, we forgot about one more thing. Adrian Veidt was sent to the pla- to Europa because that's what he wanted. Yeah, he wanted attend. He wanted um approval, not approval, but like admiration. And apparently, the clones or whatever they only seek to they seek to serve. They seek to make people happy, and and it doesn't make sense that Doctor Manhattan himself is someone that you can make happy because he has no sort of he rarely has a sense of emotion. Yeah, like, I think, yeah, like, John, like, literally, uh, tells, uh, Adrian Veidt that, hey, listen, I made life on Europa, all they ever do is want to, like, serve and please me, but I'm not really into that, so why don't, like... Why don't you handle that? Yeah, like, why don't you go instead? Yeah, you look like you need it, buddy. Yeah, so he basically just teleports him to Europa and takes the, uh, little ring with him. Yeah, funny enough, um, that does not turn out well, because we all know. Yeah, considering uh, what happens in all the Adrian Vite sections before, he <laughs> seems like he enjoys it quite a bit, but then quickly uh, descends into madness. I mean, like I said, it's his own perpetual hell. Yeah. And so later on, as we go back, Angela wakes, wakes Dr. Manhattan up, 
we see him walking around and he starts to notice stuff like the accident that happened on the white night and that sh- we always thought Angela didn't know what happened to that shooter turns out um it was Dr. Dr. Manhattan sort of took him out yeah which uh which you you yeah cuz uh, i think Adrian Vine also mentions that like you'll be out of it but you, but your body will respond to defending itself. Yeah, basically, like in case of like serious threat, like he he will reactivate his powers for like mm-hmm. a bit, but he won't like fully regain them. And I think that's when they find out. They don't exactly say it, but in my opinion, that's where they find out that um, John is in uh, that John is in Tulsa and he's willing to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, to save his wife, you know that then that that sort of leads on to the plans that they eventually had and all that good stuff, and so John no starts, you know, seeing time as it goes along again, teleports not just across the water because apparently if, if there's something important happening there, whatever happens we'll figure it, we'll talk about it later, and essentially it frightens the children. Yeah, the children's like because. He teleports to their pool and just starts walking on the pool. And I guess the kids uh, notice that there's a strange blue man in their backyard. I mean, don't you have strange blue man walking in your backyard? No, I don't. I don't have the blue man group walking in the backyard, Ellie. I mean, they're pretty cool, though. (laughs) No. But anyways, Angela drops the bomb like, oh, yeah, that's your dad, by the way. Yeah, because one, the, the, the oldest son notices that. It looks a lot like their dad. Yeah. And that's the reason for that is, is because, you know, I my personal theory is that he he's just, it's a look that Angela is comfortable with. Right. So that's why he went with that look. He's going to stay. Why, why he stays in that, that yeah. look. Yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, I think that's, that's definitely uh, yeah. possible. Yeah. It's, a, it's more of a comfortable thing. And so... You know, he he sends the kids to go with um, Will. You know, the hooded justice and all that stuff. And at this point, we find out that Will and Dr. Manhattan do know each other. They met in the past. That's what Dr. Manhattan wanted to do before he took the ring. And we'll talk about what happens there in our spoiler portion. And essentially, um, he realizes that this whole situation, this whole time, whimey, whatever, is kind of like the chicken or the egg. You know, he doesn't know which is happening first. He just knows it's happening. Yeah, yeah. He sort of like has like a bit of like a off tangent like mm-hmm. conversation with himself about it. Only to lead to go and make waffles. Yeah, he just goes and make waffles because he's then he because he realizes like, oh, I'm hungry. I need I need to eat. Yeah. To the annoyance of Angela, who's like. Yo, we need to get the hell out of here. The Calvary's coming. And he's like, oh, the Calvary's all right outside. <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, because Angela's, like, very frustrated with him this entire time. Because she's, like... She knows the immediate danger mm-hmm. heading their way. That the Calvary is knows who where he is. And that they're going to, like, essentially destroy him. Yep. And... But, but Dr. Manhattan... Uh, being Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, it's sort of like, well, I already know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm experiencing it now, and you know... What... It's not going to stop. Yeah, there's no changing it. 
To which Angela's like, no. I basically saying, no, I love you. I will change. I will do whatever to keep you safe. And this is the moment where for Dr. Manhattan, he falls in love. Which is something he's continuously repeating to the past Angela from 10, year, 10 years ago. Yeah, in the bar where like he... Like he like the, like the reason why he's there and wants to like have a dinner with her is because he's fallen in love with her. He so, doesn't know why yet. Like yeah, he doesn't necessarily know why. He just knows that it happens. Yeah, and and he knows that that she's there and wants to meet her. And so, Angela, this kind of like my big issue with it. Angela kind of goes all um, not superhero, but like badass to tenth degree, just taking out some cavalry members like they were nothing. <laughs> Yeah, she kind of just goes like, like, commando on on these cavalry. She goes full on Rambo. Yeah, like she just like pulls out like a like a single silencer and just starts wrecking people, and like does like like she's like so in the game that like she says like she's outnumbered by a considerable margin, and she just like huge margin. They, yeah, they have like a super a weapon which is um. Made of um, tachyons is gonna it's gonna mess up Doctor Manhattan, and yet she's just going in hard. Granted, she does like like almost get killed, mm-hmm. but then Doctor Manhattan just shows up. Yeah, but I'm saying like for those five minutes, it was like you are necessarily like too tough for the situation. Yeah, it's just some she just like gained like like. An extra five like levels of experience, and now he's just like <laughs> like wrecking people. Oh my god! So basically, whenever I play a certain RPG game, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. We're just not talking about this in this at this moment. But essentially, you know, um, Doctor Manhattan comes in. He does he does kind of like the Zack Snyder thing where he just blows people up. But it's like a lot more toned down because it's just the head, kind of. It's just like the head, really. Yeah, he just, like, starts pointing at people and their heads explode. Yeah. And to which it seems like they saved the day. It's oh, it's over. They're able to change it. But John's like, no, we didn't change anything. This is exactly what's going to happen. Because he gets hit with the tachyon uh, cannon or whatever. Yeah, and then just gets sent away. Because I believe that thing was specifically designed to, like... Simply capture him and send him to where the cavalry mm-hmm. need him. So that and it seems weird how there was not someone to operate it. But it was essentially, he said it was it gonna be an invo- it's an involuntary machine. Huh. Honestly, I thought like there was like a last surviving cavalry member that like it looked it. like it, but I'm, I'm, I wasn't sure. But he did say it was an involuntary. Like all I gotta do is point at it and it does the job or whatever. Ah, all right, understandable. I mean, it's Doctor Manhattan future. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah, they have floating castles. Yeah, toys, whatever. Yeah, and so it cuts back to Angela and John in two thousand and nine, and they have they're, they're continuing the chat, and he's basically he's not telling her this whole situation is going to happen, but essentially he tells her, you know, this is this this is what it's basically his perspective. He's viewing it all at the same time as he's sitting down with Angela. Yeah. And Angela eventually just takes him up for his offer for, for another date. So, you know, now putting everything into perspective. Yeah. Which is, I, I, this is a very a weirdly constructed episode, but it's also a very um, Dr. Manhattan kind of thing. Where he views everything 
at the same time. He's really he can't really do anything to the future or the past. He just sees it and he just goes with it. Yeah, which I guess is sort of like the main. Yeah, it's it is sort of that main theme of the episode where it just sort of like uh, he just sort of experiences time and like this sort of like. Mm-hmm. It is. It's honestly the best representation of how he views time. This next to how, uh, and I know I've talked about this book like repeatedly on this on this part of the podcast, but it's very much like in the it's been the tenth issue of Doomsday Clock. I'm pretty sure I talked about this already, but in that tenth issue, it's actually my favorite issue of this whole series. It explains how Doctor Manhattan can view the metaverse, as he calls it. He views all of con- all of the history of the DC universe all at once, and he and he figures out that the whole and he, he even sees like the reboots, like you know Superman starting in the like what is it the forties or whatever thirties twenties yeah, and how that was his origin, how he's part. Of, he was almost part of the Society of America, which is the first iteration of the Justice League. And then later on, he gets, um, later on, he sees the, like, in the 80s, they rebooted Superman's story. And then he sees how they rebooted it again in the mid-2000s, mid-early 2000s, mid-late 2000s. It's, and he's viewing it all at the same time. And he's, he learned that the, that the whole linchpin of the DC Universe is on Superman. Yeah, and it's 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 and it's such a awesome thing, and it's such a very Doctor Manhattan thing, and I'm so happy that they kind of captured that idea, not to the craziness of like the book Doomsday Clock, but like captured the idea of how Doctor Manhattan perceives time. It's very also much like how he saw it in the original Watchmen book about of like how he got created, how all this stuff happened. He even narrates it like he would like. It is 1985, it is 2015, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he very much sees it like that. It's, it's... I really dug this episode. I think there's some issues with some of the errors in the writing. But, you know, that's how I always feel about this show. But it captures that sort of, um, feel of it. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, sorry I went in there for a little... No, it's whatever, man. It's whatever. It's a great issue, but, you know... Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a very solid episode. I think I was right that overall, this is a show that um would probably be better as a binge watch. Uh, yeah, I guess in a way, because I mean, just the because uh, yeah, honestly, I think uh, I think we discussed this a bit like early mm-hmm. on in the series that like this sort of like like the sh- the show's format is sort of like like. Gives you stuff and then like explains it to you as it goes through. Because mm-hmm. like the, these last couple of episodes have have been sort of like just explaining like in a very great way too. Yeah, just explaining like all the re- all the all the hidden mysteries and and like various questions that are left through, uh, during the beginning of the series are now like essentially being answered. And that's sort of like I guess how like the way this like uh, uh, series has worked, mm-hmm. especially with this episode. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's really good. Um, 
there's also a post-credit scene, but we'll talk about that later because it's very interesting. But um, aside from that, Joe, you got anything else to say about this episode? Anything that caught your eye? Anything about the Dr. Manhattan effects that they had that was really kind of meh? I mean, they're all right. I like it. So, like, it's weird because they have him. There's two looks for Doctor Manhattan. One where he's like glowing and like has pure white eyes, and one where he's like he deglows and you see like Calvin's eyes. Yeah, it feels, it feels weird to me. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting decision, but I, I assume that I think it was just because uh, they didn't want to like um, have like the entire have him be glowing and like the entire time. Mm-hmm. Throughout the uh, the show, so yeah, but no, he, he um, the actor for Cal slash Doctor Manhattan is looks looks really good in blue. He 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 very much captured that 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 feel, Doctor Manhattan. I still feel like the movie version did it better. Yeah, especially with the the monotone voice that he carries throughout, speaking like this that it is nineteen eighty five, you know. He captures it very close enough, and he, you know, pretty much does a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it, it was a solid performance, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I said earlier at the beginning, like I think this is just a solid episode. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about the next week, though? It's the last episode. I don't know. Like, unless the ep- the next week's episode is like two hours long, I am. A bit nervous as to how all of this is going to end. Yeah, it's... This is, like, one of those moments where, like, it's all depending on how it closes. Because we still gotta figure out what's going on with Vite. We still gotta figure out who the fuck Lube Man is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it... uh, I I will admit, that's probably one of the lesser questions that... It, like it's like one of those things that you feel like you don't need the answer to, but you kind of want the answer to. Yeah, I don't really need to know who he is. I'm pretty sure it's Petey, but I kind of don't need it. Yeah, although I feel like on on future rewatches, if they never do explain that, it's just going to be one of those unsolved mysteries. Sort of like, who the hell was that guy? <laughs> and that's how we start the second season, which is weird because like Lindelof has said he's not coming back for a second season. If there is one. This is more of a one-off story, and if they do to decide to make a season, second season, they're gonna go like um, True Detective, uh, Fargo, which each season is its own self-contained story, which I'd be down for. Now, see that I can like be fine with, I think, mm-hmm. cause like each each like season is its own thing. Like, I could actually see it being like each season is like its own ref- like. Uh, version of what happens in the future mm-hmm. and so what i want to know so we're going to go into the spoiler portions of the next few minutes um so we're going to f- talk about that we're going to give you some time to go watch the rest of the episode usually we do a lot, like quick breakdowns we're not going to go we never go super into detail what happens and we keep a lot of the best stuff last here on the spoiler portion so yeah yeah go check us uh, check out the rest of our stuff in the meantime or go and go watch the the episode and come back to see our spoiler talks about some of the stuff that we want to talk about. Okay, Joey. Uh, where do we begin? Um, you want to start with the will thing? Yeah, because I think the will thing is sort of a uh, very interesting uh reveal. Reveal. So, 
as he as uh, Darth Manhattan is talking to Will, he's also talking to Angela at the same time, and he like Angela kind of uses Doctor Manhattan as a telephone to talk to Will uh, from ten years ago, and she asks him all these important questions like, "How did you know about Judd? Met his he was a member of Cyclops. How did you know that he was da da da, and all that kind of stuff." And so, Dr. Manhattan reveals that he never knew. Yeah, because, uh, like, like what? Like, he, he goes to her because he wants to talk, to talk to him about making, like, essentially like having an alliance, which yeah. is, like, I feel like also half the reason why Will is working with True and told her about the Dr. Manhattan thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh... He, like yeah, like you said, like Angela uses him as sort of like a telephone. Like he asks him like like these specific questions, like how did you know about that Judd was like part of like the the, the Cyclops scoop, and how did you know like he had that Klansman outfit in his uh in his closet, mm-hmm. to which he asks him that, but then Will responds, I don't know who Judd is, but now he knows. Yeah, but now he knows, which 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 freaks out Angela because, because like, you know like. She just sort of like feel now she sort of feels responsible for Judd's death, you know, like she, and not just that to bring to bring all that attention to them. Yeah, like she essentially started this whole like domino effect of what the fuckery. Yeah, to which uh, Doctor Manhattan goes off and does the whole chicken and the egg thing. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I think we forgot to mention during their conversation. In the bar, like, mm. Dr. Manhattan, like... Yeah, there's a lot of egg uh, imagery on this one. Yeah, like, Dr. Manhattan just, like, creates an egg in his hand when, like... Mm-hmm. And he talks about, which is something we didn't mention, because it's only a spoiler, um, he can pass his power on to somebody. Yeah, like, in theory, like, I think he said in theory that if he can, like, he can, like, essentially transfer his powers to somebody, like... Mm-hmm. Through like uh like like I'm like organic material I think yeah is what he said, and like if they consume that organic material with his power like then he, he essentially can transfer his powers that way, mm-hmm. which I think is sort of might lead to um something happening in the next episode. But I mean we can, we can talk well, about that later. Well, my my theory is that somehow Angela's going to attain the power, and she's going to test it out by walking on water. I think that is a honestly. I think yeah. I think I I, I was kind of like leading to that same similar conclusion of like instead of uh, Keed, Keed essentially taking the powers, Doctor Manhattan essentially uh, does something that allows Angela to take to get the powers, mm-hmm. and she uses those powers to essentially you know stop the Seventh Cavalry, mm-hmm. which I mean you know could happen or you know like. Or I subscribe to my theory from the previous episode that, you know, they, they, they fail and then, you know, they blow up the earth, which, you know, I still think is... <laughs> That's because you you want a dark ending. Well, I mean, listen, Ellie, the Watchmen comic ended with, like, a bunch of, like, what, three million people getting, like, killed by a giant squid? Uh, I wouldn't say three million, but yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah, and that's a dark, that's a somber ending, so... I feel like the show would also similarly have a somber ending. Yep. You're not wrong. And now, the second thing is that we find out that there is an after credits, a post credit scene of Adrian Veidt doing some 
shenaniganery. Well, it's less of him doing the shenanigans and uh, the servants uh, doing the shenanigans on him. Because mm-hmm. I think as pun- like as you know, as, as punishment, all basically all the servants get to throw get to smash tomatoes on his face. Yeah, and like literally, like it starts off with uh, them. Like, like it's it starts with the sound of them like smashing the tomatoes in his face. Yeah, asking that, him, "Will you leave?" And he says, "Will you stay?" And he's like, "No." Smash it in the face. Smash it in the face. And we cut to them doing it, and then we have a conversation between the the warden and Vite. Basically, the Vite is taunting him for like feeling upset that he's that he he's that the the game warden. Um, is is like upset that Doctor Manhattan left. Yeah, cause like, uh, cause all of them like really miss Doctor Manhattan, mm-hmm. and I think they all prefer him to Adrian Vite. To which, like, Adrian Vites are like, like, listen, I have like, I want to go back to Earth. I want to continue, you know, doing the thing I was usually doing. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, and, you know, perfectly, and he's, like, sort of, like, he, you guys are just, like, super lonely that you don't have someone to, like, you know, to take care of. Yeah, and Adrian's not about that. Yeah, he's definitely not about doing any of that. And, uh, he, like, the game warden also leaves him, like, one of those anniversary cakes. <laughs> Funny enough. Yeah, so, because, like, I guess, like, the servants insisted. Yeah. And... We find out that inside the cake is a horseshoe. And he's going to use that to dig his way out. Yeah, like he he starts going a bit like... He, he gets overly enthusiastic about it. And literally just moves his uh, bed and starts trying to dig a hole with the horseshoe. Which I'm guessing is the only time he's ever been happy about like seeing that horseshoe. Oh yeah, it's the only time. But I mean, it's it's it look. I mean, it's Adrian's story is is so interesting to me, and it makes sense that he goes through this because he's kind of a broken. Like I said, we were saying earlier, he's a broken man. Because he, all the weight of what he did is not is like this is karma in a sense that he's getting. Yeah, and it's and it's sort of interesting to see him sort of go down this sort of path. And to see him just, like, be, like, lesser than what he was always. And, well, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. He's a lesser man now. Yeah. Considering which, the stuff that he's done. Yeah, it's it's all very interesting. And, I don't know, is there anything else you want to talk about in this movie? No, I think, I mean, everything, the thing I talked about in this episode is that everything is very self-explanatory. You go through it real quick, and then you come out knowing a lot more. Because everything is revealed. It's it's kind of like episode 5? Or was it 4? The one that we were like... It's probably the weakest one. Yeah, I think we were uh, episode 4. We're like... We, yeah, 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 yeah. The episode is only like just reiterating a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And this one's just more... It's kind of doing the same, but it's more like confirming stuff. Yeah, it's just confirming various uh, uh, plot threads and theories mm-hmm. of like how stuff works. Because... Because, yeah, we sort of, like, because, you know, the whole Adrian Vite being essentially trapped in this place created by Dr. Manhattan, like, that mm-hmm. was, we, we were, like, starting, we were talking about that since episode two. Yeah. So. 
I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I think that's a... That's uh-huh. it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for checking this out. You Now, of course, you already know how we do things. We always like to talk about all this stuff. And be sure to follow us in where our other talks. Be sure to follow us on inst- on the social medias with Instagram. Twitter is coming soon. Facebook as well. Also, please follow us on any of the podcasting sites. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and CastBox. All great places to listen to, uh, to our talks and all great places to, you know, see our past, you know, conversations and adventures and all that good stuff. And we're on the YouTube, so please support us there. You know, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon. You know, you know the gist. You know the gist. I'm not going to repeat it all the time. But, you know, just, you know, just subscribe. And please support us on Patreon. We always want to do, we, we want to make sure we can provide you guys the best and this is a way for showing us that we are doing a good job. So, yeah, things about it, right? Yeah, that's all. That's right. all. So this has been your good pal. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I love you. And it's been your boy Eli from the Geek Centurions. And this has been our review of episode eight. One more episode to go, Joey. Yep, one more episode. Let's hope it doesn't fumble at the end. It's made by the guys from Lost. It's bound. It's it has a track record. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, it's Eli from the Experience, and this has been, well, yeah, episode eight of The Watchmen. A god walks into a bar. And we're signing out. Peace.